What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Disney Plus Informer Podcast, your source for all the latest news, rumors, reviews, and more about Disney Plus and beyond. This is episode 16 for the week of May 8th, 2022. I am your host, Justin Eddy, alongside my co-host, Michelle Beck. Hello. How are you doing today, Michelle? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Be sure to follow along each and every week as we keep you updated with all the information that you need as we cover Disney+, Plus, Hulu, Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, and so much more. Let's get right into it in case you missed it this week. We've got a new trailer that dropped for Obi-Wan Kenobi that looked so good. Uh, Arian Simhadri and Leah Sava Jeffries are going to play Percy's friends, Grover and Annabeth, in the upcoming Disney Plus original series, Percy Jackson and the Olympians. And John Watts has exited as director of Marvel's Fantastic Four reboot. We're going to discuss these stories. We're going to let you know what's new on Disney Plus this week and bring you our top 10 posts for the week in our 10 and 10 News Blast segment where we fill you in on all the Disney Plus happenings in about 10 minutes. All this and more is coming at you next. So let's kick things off. Uh, so happy to be back. Uh, what's new on Disney Plus this week? Uh, highlights include the final episode of Marvel's Moon Knight. Uh, we've got the premiere of Disney Gallery, The Book of Boba Fett. Uh, episode 3 of Under the Banner of Heaven is now also available on Hulu, along with another episode of The Kardashians, which is also available to stream on Disney Plus internationally. Uh, Disney Plus subscribers in the UK and Ireland can now stream season four of Snowfall and the first 10 episodes from season three of Good Trouble. Uh, Disney Plus Canada, you can now stream season five of Better Things and seasons one through six of Fresh Off the Boat. Uh, and then, uh, so we got these stories, but be sure to check uh, out at the end of our episode uh, this week. We're going to talk and give a little bit of a review about uh, that last episode of Moon Knight and what we thought about that. And then we'll talk a little bit about uh, some of these other things that we watched uh, under the banner of heaven and uh, the, that uh, Disney gallery. So be sure to stay tuned uh, to the end of the episode for that. But uh, up first, top story, the new trailer, and it was so good for Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, they, of course, released this on May 4th, which is also known as Star Wars Day for some reason. <laughs> uh, so what did you think of the trailer, Michelle? Uh, uh, I am so excited for this series. I need myself some Star Wars. But we just sure. watched this before we did the podcast, and you're watching, you're like, oh, I just got chills. I'm like, I looked down, I'm like, I've got gooseies. Yeah. <laughs> so in the first trailer that they released, we heard Vader, but we didn't see him. But in this trailer, we get our first glimpse of Vader, which is so cool. So this comes out on Friday, May 27th, with the first two episodes. And then following that premiere, the series will stream weekly on Wednesdays until the finale on Wednesday, June 22nd. Along with the trailer, they also released a new poster and some stills, and you can check all those out at DisneyPlusInformer.com. So first episode, May 27th on Friday. First and second. First and second episode mm -hmm. in just a little under three weeks now, and then every Wednesday after that. Yeah, How many episodes? Six total. Six total. It looks so good, and it's kind of funny because – you know, the the prequels that uh, Ewan McGregor mm -hmm. played Obi-Wan in were 
I mean, a lot of people have very strong opinions about different uh, things related to Star Wars. I I never thought that those were the best Star Wars films, but seeing him back, all, you know, all these years later playing this iconic yeah. role and it, it just it really it it's given me some nostalgic and to feels. And have him back with Hayden Christensen. Yeah, again? It, it, super cool. it, it's very very cool that they're doing this, and like the trailer just has me super geeked for it. So, you know. You can never have too much Star Wars. I, I, I'm loving so far all the Star Wars that we've gotten on Disney Plus. So I, I'm I'm sure that they'll deliver on this one. So anyway, that's it for that uh, that one. Um, what else? What do we got next? Uh, casting news for the upcoming Disney Plus original series Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Uh, Disney announced who's going to be uh, playing Annabeth and Grover. So I mentioned that a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. but. Uh, Tell me more about so these Arian people. So, Arian Samadri, who is from Disney Spin, and Leah Savage-Jeffries, who is from Empire, will play Percy's friends Grover and Annabeth, respectively, in the upcoming Disney Plus original series, Percy Jackson Olympians. So, Samadri and Jeffries will star alongside Walker Scoville, who will play um, Percy. We talked about that, um, like, a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but this starts production soon in Vancouver. I think it starts early June production. So um, I don't think we'll see this this year, but perhaps in 2023 on Disney+. Yeah, I'm sure that that's going to take them some mm-hmm. time because I, I would imagine there's going to be a lot of uh, you know special effects and CGI and all that good stuff uh, w- working its way through uh, to uh, prepare for that. So, uh, yeah, definitely a ways off. But that, I think that series is going to be... Uh, pretty big for them because of the, that book series is and the detail that they're going into this i just love reading i mean you could go to rick reardon's blog and um they're covering everything it's so it's really exciting very cool um finally uh so this is pretty surprising john watts has exited as the director of the upcoming uh, marvel fantastic four reboot and uh, he, of course, recently directed the uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. So what are, what yeah, are the details Yeah, he directed all those Spider-Man films with uh, Tom Holland. And um, he actually uh, was recently attached to direct at least one episode of that mystery Star Wars project that has the um, yeah. working title of Grammar Rodeo. So I don't know if that's why, if this was a conflicting thing or not. No, You know, it hasn't been said. But, um, yeah, so he's exited. Uh, we don't know much about the Fantastic Four reboot, except characters Reed Richards, uh, who plays Mr. Fantastic, Sue Storm, who plays Invisible Woman, Johnny Storm, who plays Human Torch, and Ben Grimm, who plays The Thing, will all return. There is a petition online to get John Krasinski to direct the movie now. So I don't know if it'll happen, but he's a really good director. Yeah, he directed the uh, Quiet Place movies, uh, the first and second one of those. I, I believe he directed both and of those anyways. And some episodes of The Office, too. Yeah, so I mean, he's he obviously knows that, what he's doing. That was uh, so good, a Quiet Place. Like, I didn't want to eat for, like, well, you, <laughs> weeks or make any kind of noise. You, you, you couldn't eat well when you saw it in <laughs> no. the theater because I, it was just, it was very... <laughs> It was very noticeable if you were trying to like munch on popcorn during that. It was uh, not not a good uh, not a good place to snack. But uh, either way, uh, very very good movies. And if if he got attached to it, I I could see him doing well. So uh, that's it for all of our top news stories this week. Uh, be sure to uh, as a reminder, uh, you can check out uh, all of our articles. So be sure to check out our website DisneyPlusInformer.com. 
Uh, that's where we post everything on there uh, as it comes out. So you always have all the late breaking greatest uh, things to read about on DisneyPlusInformer.com. Uh, that's it for the news. So or that's it for the main news. Let's get into the news blast segment, Michelle. We got 10 minutes, so please go first. So National Geographic has released the official trailer for We Feed People, which streams on Disney Plus beginning Friday, May 27th. We Feed People from Oscar-winning director Ron Howard spotlights re- uh, renowned chef Jose Andres and his nonprofit World Central Kitchen's incredible mission and evolution over 12 years from being a scrappy group of grassroots volunteers to becoming one of the most highly regarded humanitarian aid organizations in the disaster relief sector. If you don't know anything about this, um, definitely check out the trailer. It's just amazing what they do. And you see the mass quantities of the food that they make, and it's, it's just fascinating and amazing what they do. So definitely check it out. I have a weird fondness for shows and things like that, so I definitely will yeah. love, like to check and that out. And Ron Howard has got to be good. I hear Ron Howard is uh, pretty good at uh, making things. Disney <laughs> Plus has released the trailer, key art, and still images for Hollywood Star Girl, uh, which is going to debut on the streaming service on June 3rd. So Disney's Hollywood Star Girl is a sequel to the 2020 Disney Plus film about free spirit Star Girl Caraway played by Grace Vanderwall, a silver-voiced teenager whose simple acts of kindness work magic in the lives of others. The upcoming film follows Stargirl's journey out of Mika, Arizona, and into a bigger world of music, dreams, and possibilities. When her mother, Anna, played by Judy Greer, is hired as the costume designer on a movie, they relocate to L.A., where Stargirl quickly becomes involved with an eclectic assortment of characters. They include aspiring filmmaker brothers Evan, played by Elijah Richardson and Terrell, played by Tyrell Jackson Williams, uh, Mr. Mitchell, played by Judd Hirsch, and uh, one of Stargirl's neighbors, and then Roxanne Martell, played by Uma Thurman, a musician Stargirl admires and encounters on her journey. So they got some big names in there. Uh, remains to be seen how good that'll be, but uh, check it out. So Disney Plus announced that the hit Latin American series Disney Intertwine has been picked up for a second season with production on season two beginning in Buenos Aires, Argentina. On season two of Disney Intertwine, Marco gets to travel through time and transports from the 90s straight into 2021 thanks to the bracelet. Fascinated by the new world he sees before his eyes, Marco is determined to remain in 2021 with Allegra. Meanwhile, the three women in the Sharp family, Coco, Katerina, and Allegra, receive an offer for their play Light Years that they can't refuse. But they find that this project will be difficult to carry out because several past revelations from 1994 were never resolved. Marco, determined to help the Sharp women, also searches for answers as to why the bracelet took him to 2021 and learns that this magical object that allows time travel also carries an unknown danger. So you can watch the first season on Disney Plus right now. Um, and you can also see some casting, uh, some returning cast will be coming back and some new cast announcements, too. What's new? <laughs> Buenos I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> Hulu has released the official trailer for uh, The Valet, the fish-out-of-water romantic comedy where two worlds and cultures collide as uh, both Antonio, played by Eugenio Derbez, and Olivia, played by Samara Weaving, uh, start to see themselves more clearly than ever before. Uh, the film will premiere on Hulu in the U.S. and on Disney Plus internationally on Friday, May 20th. 
the comedy film will also release on Star Plus in Mexico and Latin America on the same day. This actually looks like one of those things that's been done before, but it actually looks really good, too. So Sounds like one of those movies you'll make me watch with you that I probably won't really like that <laughs> oh, much. Oh, stop it. So Lucasfilm announced that I'll a secretly new like it. weekly program featuring reveals of toys, apparel, action figures, accessories, books, comics, and more inspired by Obi-Wan Kenobi, the highly anticipated limited series coming to Disney+. So Obi-Wan Wednesdays will kick off on May 25th, two days ahead of the double episode premiere of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and run through June 29th each week highlighting items revealed in the limited series so if you uh, are into marvel then you know that marvel has something similar car- called marvel must have so mm-hmm. this is the star wars version and you definitely want to see the merchandise it's like when you made me watch that marry me oh, movie stop it get and off this whether or not, <laughs> if i actually that was liked a really that, good movie. if i actually did that like that Disney Plus. i would take that secret to my deathbed <laughs> Edgar Wright and Blake Lively are teaming up to deliver an adaptation of Brian Lee O'Malley's graphic novel Seconds for Searchlight Pictures. Uh, This film will be directed by Lively on a script written by Wright. This marks the first time Lively will direct a feature film. In addition to writing the script, Wright is also producing along with Mark Platt. Uh, So Seconds tells the story of Katie Clay, who receives the power to fix her past mistakes via writing them down in a notebook, eating a mushroom, and falling asleep. Uh, Clay becomes too eager to fix every little aspect of her life, and before long, her newfound ability begins to create new problems that threaten not only to take her further and further from the life she initially had, but the very fabric of time and space itself, Uh, Lively, uh, you may know, uh, made her directorial debut last year on Taylor Swift's I Bet You Think About Me music video. She is also best known for starring in the TV series Gossip Girl. I think this 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 movie actually sounds like Mm -hmm. a kind of cool premise. I mean, uh, like you said earlier, oh, sounds like it's been done before. Like this sounds like something that like you've probably seen before. But I think I would check this one out. So last February, it was announced that a Justified Revival series had been ordered by FX with Timothy Oliphant set to reprise the role of U.S. Marshal Raylan Givens. The new series will be titled Justified City Primeval and will be an adaptation based on Elmore Leonard's City Primeval High Noon in Detroit novel. The new series has been rounding out its cast with eight new cast members announced to join the series, including, is it Ingenue? Ingenue. Ellis, um, Boyd Holbrook, Adelaide Clemens, Vondi Curtis Hall, Marin Ireland, Norbert Leo Butts, Victor Williams, and Vivian Oliphant, who will star opposite Timothy Oliphant. So in Justified City, Primeval picks up with Givens eight years after he left Kentucky behind. He now lives in Miami, a walking anachronism, balancing his life as a U.S. Marshal and a part-time father of a 14-year-old girl, Willa, who will actually be played by Oliphant's real-life daughter, Vivian. His hair is grayer, his hat is dirtier, and the road in front of him is suddenly a lot shorter than the road behind. A chance encounter on a desolate Florida highway sends him to Detroit. There he crosses paths with Clement Mansell, a.k.a. the Oklahoma wild man, a violent, sociopathic, Desperado, who's already slipped through the fingers of Detroit's finest once and aims to do so again. Mansell's lawyer, formidable Motor City native Carolyn Wilder, has every intention of representing her client, even as she finds herself caught in between cop and criminal, 
with her own game afoot as well. I was kind of hoping that they could get uh, that Walter Goggins. Walton Goggins. Yeah, in here somehow. Um, he hasn't been announced yet. Um, but uh, production is set to begin in the, our backyard in Chicago this week. And a premiere date for the series has not been announced yet. I am a huge Timothy Oliphant fan, so seeing him back playing this iconic character uh, the first uh, the first uh, time through with Justified was great. So uh, everything he he's just been in so many great roles over the years. Like I it just it's one of those things you just know is going to be good, especially because the source material for that with uh, Elmore Leonard's novels is, is so strong. Like mm-hmm. it's just can't wait for that. So happy he's back. Uh, here, here's some funky news. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers base. <laughs> okay, funky rumor. It's not funky news because uh, it's just a rumor. But Red Hot Chili Peppers bassist Flea is rumored to appear in the Disney Plus original series Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, the news comes from Star Wars News Net, uh, and they're reporting that not only will Flea be appearing in the series, but will be wielding a cool-looking blaster. I hope it's a four-string blaster, like a looks like a bass, maybe. Uh, Flea has previously appeared in other uh, films, including Back to the Future, The Big Lebowski, and Baby Driver. However, this will mark his first appearance in Star in the Star Wars franchise, if this rumor true comes to be true. Uh, but again, uh, neither Lucasfilm or Disney has uh, not confirmed that uh, in any way. He's a so. fun guy. Is he the one that used to wear like the stuffed animals on his like jeans while he was performing? Yeah, and he also used to wear a, 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 a sock somewhere else <laughs> okay. occasionally. Okay, I don't but remember that part. We, we won't talk about uh, that on this podcast, but uh, <sighs> Red Hot Chili Peppers are a great band. Um, been around for a long time, and actually they just released a new album not too long ago. Oh, really? A few weeks back, I heard a couple of songs of it uh, on Spotify, and they were pretty good. Cookies and Milk, an original animated series based on the forthcoming middle grade novel of the same name by Sean Amos, is in development at Disney branded television's animation studio, Disney Television Animation. The executive producers are Lawrence Fishburne and Helen Shugland of Cinema Gypsy Productions, Jesse Murphy and James Sears Bryan of Jesse James Films, and Sean Amos. Uh, the debut novel is semi autobiographical, inspired by the childhood of Sean Amos a blues musician and the son of iconic Wallace Wally Amos Jr., the founder of the famous Amos chocolate chip cookie brand. Okay. Uh, finally, for me, uh, Star Wars Day obviously was uh, just the other day on uh, May 4th, and uh, Disney Plus joined in on that celebration by showcasing a new series from Lucasfilm titled Light and Magic. Uh, so granted unparalleled access, Academy Award-nominated filmmaker Lawrence Kasdan takes viewers on an adventure behind the curtains of Industrial Light and Magic, the special visual effects, animation, and virtual production division of Lucasfilm. Uh, You'll learn what inspired some of the most legendary filmmakers in Hollywood history and follow their stories from their earliest personal films to bringing George Lucas's vision to life. From Imagine Documentaries and Lucasfilm and executive produced by Brian Grazer and Ron Howard, this six-part documentary series uh, premieres exclusively on Disney Plus on uh, July 27th, uh, but on May 27th, attendees of the Star Wars celebration will be among the first in the world to get a sneak peek at Light and Magic with an illuminating discussion panel featuring Lawrence Kasdan and Ron Howard, joined by VFX Titans uh, Dennis Murren, Phil Tippett, Joe Johnston, and Rose Duigan. 
uh, and Linwin Brennan. Those are some hard names to pronounce. Uh, Lucasfilm Executive Vice President and General Manager. So that's it for our story news stories this week. Um, I guess now let's talk about, uh, we've got a little review, so uh, if you have not watched it yet, uh, you'll probably just want to... Uh, you know, skip on off to the end and we'll see you next time. But we're going to talk about uh, episode six of uh, Moon Knight, which uh, just premiered this last week. And uh, it's something we've obviously been following along each and every week. We've been kind of reviewing each episode and giving our thoughts on that. So, um, spoiler alert, I loved this series. It was a, it was a great uh, introduction to this uh, character for for me, who I, I didn't really know much about Moon Knight. I don't, I doubt, I don't think you did either, really, Michelle. No. Before uh, before this, so uh, I guess let's talk a little bit about. Uh, just give me the details of episode six, and then we'll talk a little bit more about it. So this is the finale episode for now. It's uh, episode six is titled "Gods and Monsters." It's forty four minutes long. Um, so a little this, shorter than some of the others. Absolutely. So in this episode, Mark Spector has arrived at the Field of Reeds with skills balanced following Stephen Grant's sacrifice. With fear and chaos spreading within the underworld as souls arriving before their time, Mark must find a way to return to the land of the living and stop Arthur Harrow, the next chosen avatar for the formerly banished Egyptian deity, Amit. Um, so... This was kind of a thing when we started watching this, and um, each episode just kept getting better and better. Um, my reviews kept getting better and better as far as my little ratings or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I kind of felt like this was a little flat for me. Um, I don't know if my expectations were too high, or I don't know what I was expecting, but um, it just felt a little flat. For me, um, the last episode I gave a 9.5. This one I'm giving a 9.52. I, I don't, I kind of think maybe it was just too short. It felt rushed to me. Um, that is something It doesn't that... mean it wasn't good. I totally loved it. I totally enjoyed it. So I don't I don't want it to make it seem like it was bad or anything. That's not the case. Yeah, but it, it, felt did, it felt a little rushed. condensed. Uh, mm-hmm. it, my my initial thoughts when it was over, I, I, I was like, like oh, that's, that's it? it? Like, re- yeah. really? Like, it just, it, it there was a lot going on in this final episode, and you know, it just didn't get that little notch above the last episode for me. Yeah, it it um, it, it didn't uh, it the payoff the payoff for it was great. I I still absolutely love this mm-hmm. series. I love this episode, and I, I I it gave me a satisfying ending. Yeah, but it it felt like like you said, it was building to this grand crescendo at the end and it just kind of evened out more than it uh it just a really short. like and i i do i i think it could have been about 10 minutes longer yeah i i could have i could totally agree with that yeah but I, again i i've i think i gave the previous episode a 9.5 also mm-hmm. i'm gonna give this episode a nine okay um which, which is still amazing uh, for for the entire series as a whole, uh, yeah, I would say it's a it's slightly above a nine uh, in my opinion. Definitely worth your time. The cinematography, the special yeah. effects, uh, the characters uh, were all amazing. Uh, Oscar Isaac was absolutely just he nailed that role so good. Uh, 
give that guy an Emmy. Like he really, yeah. really deserved it, which you don't typically see associated with uh, like the superhero type projects. Like you don't see Oscars given out for for you know Robert Downey Jr. playing Iron Man. Like it just doesn't usually go hand in hand with those types of movies or whatever. But really great show. My my probably my personal favorite um, Marvel series uh, so far, as a whole Disney so Plus far. Series. And, and that that's saying something because I did. I loved WandaVision. I loved Hawkeye. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was a little less than those in my eyes, but still a really good, good, uh, good this series. This was my favorite but out yeah, of the, all the Disney the, Plus series this so one, far. I, I, I really Hawkeye. think it's just because how well Oscar Isaac owned that role or those those roles yeah. in that in that show. Uh, he he just really was outstanding as a whole. The just the cinematography in this mm-hmm. one and. It, and it was it's funny because a lot of times these marvel you know uh, the marvel uh shows or movies they're very heavy on the action and the uh you know putting the the superhero front and center in the story Every and i didn't scene. feel like it so much was necessarily true with moon knight i felt like more it, it was more uh carried by by his performance of of those two characters rather than the actual moon knight himself it, like i agree with you i liked seeing that more than i did the action scenes which is normally yeah, what you would think you would like which to is, see it, is like him playing moon knight and all this action and battle stuff going on but i enjoyed watching though that his performance and the character yeah don't, don't get me wrong like i th- i think that the the moon knight character and costume and powers and all that are some of the cooler looking like they translate really well to to the bigger small screen however however you're watching it but uh like just an awesome looking character and like you you get excited when he summons the suit and and all that but really it it did kind of take a a back seat to just the the actual like origin story and and drama and and just so well brought to life by oscar isaac in that it was just it's different than some of the other ones and how uh, how good it was in kind of a different way, maybe. So just a few um, episode details on this. Uh, one of the last scenes, we see Stephen slash Mark in the therapy room with Arthur Harrell, and we notice Harrell leaving a trail of bloody footprints. And then you might remember the opening scene from episode one when Harrell filled his sandals with broken glass. Mm-hmm. So there's a connection there. Um, in the end scene, we see Gus, the one fin goldfish, now accompanied by a two fin goldfish, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Um, in episode four, we are treated to a rubber duck underneath the TV showing of Tomb Buster. In episode six's post credit scene, we one we see a rubber duck once again, only this time it's dressed like Arthur Howe as like a doctor. Mm-hmm. And a second duck can be spotted on the desk near where Jake Blockley killed a staff member. Uh, we have another QR code in episode six. This will lead fans to Moon Knight Annual Number One for an epic battle with Kang the Conqueror. Uh, Kang made his appearance in Loki season one and will next appear in Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. Uh, this I kind of thought this was cool. Um, the QR codes in this series was actually inspired by Bob's Burgers. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought that was kind of neat. Um, I, I don't think I've ever seen an episode of Bob's Burgers. <laughs> 
So in the post credit scene, we see a limo introducing Jake Lockley. This is uh, Mark Spector's third alter. Um, that, and- that is not known to to the other two right like right so in the comics jake drives a taxi um but in the series he's driving a limo we see his plates um that kind of like vanity plates that say specter on it um so one thing that was missing was a season two announcement which i think some people were hoping for this was all along planned as a limited series uh and we have heard Oscar Isaac and some of the other cast members saying that they were open to returning um, for a second season if the story was right. Mohamed uh, Diab, who is the director, I mean, he's kind of said he even wanted to explore the Moon Knight character in film. And he seems to have a real oh, passion for, for this, this series. He, there's nobody that can ha- do that. Having, having seen a lot of uh, stuff on YouTube uh, a lot of interviews with him and just you can you can tell it really comes through that he has a, a great deal of love for uh for this series that that mm-hmm. that just really you comes through when you hear him talk so like everything he had in so like i they, they definitely left it uh open um you know, but they did the leave end. it open to where the story could continue for sure but right now there's no announcement of any kind of any second season or anything happening beyond this um so we can only hope here they, they they've got a new varsity player uh with, with this moon knight mm-hmm. character and oscar isaac playing them him. you don't you don't put that yeah. on the bench uh when you've got that ready to go because uh th- there's a lot of money to be made in either a movie or you know another another season of that and i really hope that they do because i i just feel like with that whole uh you know all all these different gods in ancient Egypt mythology, like that that is tied into this series. There's just a lot of different places that they could probably go with that. That uh, uh, really hope that they do because it was just it was really really good and I, I confusing as heck uh, <laughs> in certain spots. Uh, definitely something that I I would consider rewatching. Uh, you know, several months down the line because it was. Like, like well, I said all along, all I did puzzle pieces, and yeah, now you got to go back and I, put them all. I, I I didn't know what was going on going on in a lot of that, but it was still a, a really fun ride, and I just can't uh, can't recommend Moon Knight enough to to anyone. The entire series is great. So, uh, what else did we? Uh, so Disney Gallery, this the Book of Boba Fett. So just real quick, because um, this is kind of like a behind-the-scenes look at the Book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. So if you enjoyed that series, definitely check this out. You get um, you get a look, like behind-the-scenes look from the filmmakers. They talk actors, a lot about the directors, directors and producers, actors. Robert Rodriguez, Brian Dallas Howard, uh, Tamar Morrison, uh, Ming-Na Wen. I mean... They all talk and kind of kind of takes uh, an in-depth extra look at like how they did some of mm-hmm. the there was the there was the scene that they uh, talked about uh, where uh, Ming was like talking about like how like when she was doing having the uh, w- what did they call it with the special surgery where they were like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, adding like like the mod the, the, yeah the, the modification surgeries or whatever they kind of showed how that was all set up and how they put this special piece over her and she was laying in this thing underneath it and <laughs> it, it was just some cool uh and one of my favorite things was tomorrow morrison he was like talking how he used that gaffy stick yeah and like 
how he moved it and the and what his reasoning behind how he moved it in certain ways is it was really fascinating. So. Well, you, you you get like some behind the scenes okay. info about uh, the methods that some of these people are using to uh, to portray these characters on screen. You know, he, he was. It, it was cool. Like he was talking about learning to use that stick for the fighting scenes and then how that also translated into some of the other movements that he yeah. did in this, even when he didn't have that in hand. And it, it was just really kind of some fascinating stuff. It was about, it was an hour long, yeah, I think. Yeah. And it, I mean, if, if you haven't watched that series, you wouldn't really have any interest in do, right. watching that at all. But, uh, it, it's a cool little supplemental, uh, addition. And, and, and and these types of little additional documentaries or what have you are the prime reason that, you know, you love having the Disney Plus service because yeah. you have that as a you know well, a, a, a little additional yeah. thing. It's it's good for the fans to be able to have that. Uh, and he has, well, I'm sorry, what's his name? T- Tamira Morrison. Tamira Morrison. He has the best teeth I've ever seen in my life. Oh, my God. That's what I said. I was like, he's got the perfect teeth. And the. And I didn't even notice that in the series. But I'm like, he's got the perfect teeth and the perfect mouth I've ever seen out of anybody. You don't <laughs> put that behind the Boba Fett helmet. You, you put those right? out there for the world you to see. Because, man, beautiful, perfect teeth. <laughs> that guy. Uh, so uh, also this week, uh, last week we... I guess it was last week we gave uh, our little review of the first two episodes of Under the Banner of Heaven. And uh, the, th- the third episode came out this week, and uh, we watched that. Not to really review it or anything, but... Uh, yeah, I don't want to like spend too much time here, but I just I kind of want to reiterate, because I know we said it started out really slow. Yeah. And episode three just got even better. Yeah. The- so it really, I just kind of want to say like, this does pick up. So don't, if you watch the first episode and you're like, eh, it's kind of slow. I mean, stick with it. Um, episode three, it gives you more of the backstory. Um, oh my God, Andrew Garfield. He's I, really good in oh, this. I just, he, he's like, really good in I this. I can't say enough about him. He's so phenomenal. All, all of the uh, acting performances yeah. in this series are, are really good and on point so far. And, it, it it is really it's really cool. drawing me in now, and so I don't want anybody to feel turned off by like watching that first episode and seeing it slow because there might be some people that would be like maybe a little turned off by the idea of like oh it's like tied into like religion and stuff like I I could kind of like see like that might not interest like it's tied into like the mormon religion a lot of people might just read that and think like oh maybe I'm not interested it's really fascinating yeah. they they, they kind of like delve into uh how like in 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 the past like you know they've come up with certain like the these sects of the 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 group have have come up with uh their ways and 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 thoughts based off of how like their ancestors had been treated and it it, it jumps back and forth with all that it, it kind of shows uh, it's just some really fascinating stuff, just a, as a whole. So it, it's worth your time. It's a, yeah. it's he, I, I I don't have anything else to say. The performances are great, and I I just I'm I'm definitely gonna watch every episode of this. So I, this I'm is um the first three episodes are now available on Hulu in the United States. This is coming to Disney Plus internationally. A release date has not been announced yet. Um, I'm thinking maybe June because we've gotten the May release schedule. It wasn't on there. So um, stick around. We'll let you know when it's going to be coming on Disney+. Plus. 
And as soon as it is announced, you'll find that out on the website, yeah. DisneyPlusInformer.com. Uh, we've rambled on for far too long this week. Uh, thank you so much for uh, listening. Thank you for following. Uh, please uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, tell your friends and family if they're interested in Disney Plus, Hulu, all that good stuff. Uh, be sure to check us out. We'd, we'd love uh, for anyone that uh, is interested to follow along with us as we uh, talk about this each week. However, uh, I will say, uh, I said each week, but uh, we will be back in two weeks. We are, we will not have a, a new episode, uh, the, I guess, would be the week of the 15th, since this is the week of the 8th that we're uh, putting this out. So uh, not going to be a new one next week, but uh, be sure to follow along each and every we'll week uh, regardless. We'll the Chippendale Rescue Rangers uh, movie. We, we need, a, need a little bit of a break because... There's a lot of stuff to be watching and talking about uh, for the rest of this month with, you know, Chip and Dale and Obi-Wan Kenobi. And, you know, we're, st- we're still, still going to be watching Under the Banner of Heaven and all that good stuff. So, again, thanks for joining us. Uh, you can uh, check out, again, our website, DisneyPlusInformer.com. Follow us on Twitter. That's at MoreDisneyPlus. You can email us, podcast at DisneyPlusInformer.com. Love to hear from you there. Um, That's going to do it. So we're going to see you next time. See you later. Bye. Bye.